For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, July 14th, 2018. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in the dollar... It's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Monitor. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Atlanta's longest running, most respected money show on the radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriot and good morning. Jim Crone. Hello, hello. Jimmy. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. Shauna, you uh, are a managing associate in the Hensler Financial Planning and Implementation Department, a financial planner. That's correct. And you've got all manner of designations, the certified financial planner, probably your first, right? It was. was the first you got. Yeah, and then that was you, my uh, first. Picked up a CPA. Right. So you got the accounting stuff <laughs> as well. Check that there? box. Is it, a, is it a box check? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, CPA. It was for me. Yeah? It was a goal. Cool. Yeah, no, that's that's. And then the CDFA. CDFA. So that was uh, that's a. I'm certified divorce financial analyst, but not divorced, so that's good. You're not from experience. (laughs) You're not a certified divorced. (laughs) Educationally speaking, you just help those who might be going through a divorce with their financial education. Right. There we go. And uh, that's actually, uh, you run into uh, a lot of folks who might actually need something like that. Quite often you see one spouse or another that will uh, take on the role of of the financial mind of the family, and the other one quite often has absolutely no interest whatsoever. So you get in a spot where that all might change, and uh, education is definitely in order. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention the fact that sometimes the attorneys involved they have attorney minds, and rightfully so, and they know how to split assets, but, you know, trying to make them equitable, and they may not have a finance background either. Yeah, well, quite often you find attorneys that right. do not. Right. Um, and uh, and it's just a bunch of numbers on a page to them. Uh, quite often one spouse or the other might actually be more suited with, even though, you know, the, the assets don't. Uh, match up instead of splitting everything right down the middle. Sometimes uh, one spouse might be better with certain assets rather than having to deal with others. Right? Absolutely. So if there's a business in the middle of it, you quite often you have uh, one or the other parties. That's Probably involved. not good to split that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you can still so work you together to or <laughs> own it together. And not being good yeah. Or go to the bank and get a loan and pay the other out. Right? There you go. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, <laughs> So there's that, Shauna. You got lots of skills and knowledge and education and training. And uh, then there's good old good Jim, Jim. Crone. Here we go. Here we Jim go. Jim is a <laughs> kind of an insurance guy. Can I, I call you that? I mean, are you not going to get offended? I, I don't want to make it just a absolute hey, hate the insurance. Guy. I haven't lost my hair for nothing. All right. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you, if you stop short insurance. on that, you haven't lost your hair. One picture would solve that. <laughs> that is not the truth. There you go. 
No, actually, before I even got into insurance, I used to have hair. See, that's really? the, that, those pictures Don't tell truth. Don't you mean truth. that was before kids you had All right. hair? But see, they merged together. <laughs> What's that because... little game that you can buy that's it's like a sealed thing? It comes with a magnet, and you can make it like woolly willy or something. I wish we had right. a picture, Jim, yes. that we could, we could see, draw hair on it. Yeah, but awesome. those are just one color. They're black. They're black hair. So mine, I've been my blonde. And now it's gray, so whatever's left of it is gray. So whatever works. Mine's turning blonde, too. Yes. Yeah, if that's go. what you meant. Yeah, sure, I'll go there. Sure. All right. Sure. All right. Yeah. It's turning loose, plenty of it, too. I get. Uh, I, I never get a discount at the barber shop, but I really should at this point. I mean, at least, what, 20, 30? Shawna, you can see it from where you are better than I can. Jim's got you beat. I'm sorry. Oh, Jim's, Jim's got a beautiful head. See, the beautiful <laughs> thing hair. about mine is I don't even have a barber. I go to my own barber shop. Say, really it's, yeah, yeah it just keeps it easy. Know, you know? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the true discount. There you that's, go. That's the way you work it. That, that's the financial plan we put in place for him. <laughs> Boy, yeah. It works. It's still working. He's saving lots of cash flow on that haircut. Oh, yeah. yeah. All well. the advice you could ever want. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Jim, you do have several designations that uh, yep. help your clients, help you help your clients uh, sure. with insurance situations. And what might those be again? I know you've got one that right. I just absolutely love. Yep, yep, yep. So the first one I got was a chartered life underwriter. In short, it's CLU, or as you like to say, I have a clue. He is the only man I know or with a clue. Uh, Sean, don't go clucking. messing things up. This is a clue. This man has a clue. a clue. I paid good it's, money it's for hard that. For, it might be hard for Shauna to admit any man has a clue. <laughs> Maybe that's... You said it. You I'm, said it. I'm, I'm putting words I in said I'm not divorced that. yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't hear the yet the first time. But, uh, there's always time, Shauna. No. Yeah, there you go. At least Check in the box. No, at least you'll be educated. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, no. no, no we don't want any of that. No, I wonder, did that uh, bring up any tense moments at your house when you told your husband, <laughs> hey, like, I'm why did you me. order those books? Well, yeah. Yeah. I want to get, understand. Right. Okay, that's great. The best thing would be no answer at all. Just look yeah, blankly and say, I, I'm going to go study now. The firm asked me to get this designation. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there you go. Blame it on somebody else. All right, so you got a clue, Jim. Yes, indeed. And in addition to that, I have something called... The Certified Fund Specialist. I always have to emphasize the D because sometimes when I say it too fast, people say Certified Fund Specialist. We they invite him to all of our parties. <laughs> That's right. They and think gets, he's a carny at a, at a fair or something. He, he gets, gets a lot of work in the fall. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I paid for that one too. So I got oh, that designation. Paid for. I, it didn't take any work or education. Yeah. Or anything. Just buy my designations. Yeah, yeah. All right. So enough foolishness uh s&p 500 uh up this week a little better than two percent um information technology back to its winning ways even after yesterday huh oh yeah i mean that's the thing we get a little bit of chop um wednesday we saw worries about uh trade tariffs seems like a lot of that passed on thursday um Market went back up, maybe not by exactly the same amount, but yeah, overall things have been relatively positive. Uh, we get uh, economic news, and the economic news is uh, not too terrible. We did get some inflation numbers this week that are a bit of a pause for concern, but uh, I think you know if we wanted to spend a minute on uh, trade tariffs and, and all of that, it looks as if, and that's the news on Thursday. It looks as if um, there's 
potential for some talks between China and the U.S. and actually the rest of the world. Uh, over the last few days, we've seen uh, the European Union, as well as Japan and uh, several others, uh, I think Australia weighed in on this, uh, have gone to um, the World Trade Organization and levied claims against China for some of the reactions that uh, they take um, to suppress technology trade. Uh, you know, honestly, when it all first started, I thought, there's no way in the world we're going to get too far down this road. Well, guess what? We're down this road. Down. Tariffs are official at this point. And, um, I, you know, we're even talking about ramping them up. Uh, Donald Trump on Friday allowed the, the first, was it like $36 billion, I think it was, of uh, tariffs to go in action. Um, the uh, Chinese countered that with everything they said, mostly agricultural, uh, pork, uh, soybeans, things of that nature. Um, so it, uh, it does impact some of the companies that uh, you might have in your portfolio. Uh, but the next thing you know, um, Trump came out and said, you know what, we're going to double down. We're going to put $200 billion in, yeah. in tariffs on you. And yeah. uh, China looked at him and said, um, well, maybe we'll go. We'll double we'll match dog that. We'll double so, dog but the problem is, uh, they only import about 130 billion in our products per year. So they're not going to be able to match it in that level. Uh, they could do various other things, uh, quali qualitative and quantitative. They said early on, but if you look real close, the news on Thursday started showing that there are some signs of thaw in that um, that otherwise cold relationship and. Um, uh, we're starting to think now that uh, that we could have uh, the potential to get out of this with some changes. One of the things that China's been wanting is they want to be treated like a grown-up. They want to move away from the kids' table and get <laughs> talked about like they're a, 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 uh, an economy that's more developed. Um, they still disallow trade. Uh, they still disallow uh, ownership of equities uh, by outsiders. There's very uh, many things that China needs to do if they really want to be looked at as if uh, they are the developed nation they're becoming, um, one of which is to remove some of the protectionist tariffs that they've and some of the other practices that they have uh, that are very protectionist uh, for their own industry. So um, I think the more they argue, the more they realize they're arguing against the fact that they uh, might be as developed as they want to be perceived. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, changes coming soon yeah. in that whole thing. Uh, before we leave uh, this news and go to a break, um, did want to mention PPI, producer price index, has rose 0.3% in June. That's a 3.4% increase uh, year on year. And then we had CPI, consumer price index, uh, that is up 2.8%. Um, that, too, is uh, is pretty significant when you consider that the Fed's uh, numbers they expect, or their target rather, is uh, 2%. Uh, inflation is starting to rear up. Uh, not horrible yet, but uh, definitely something that we're going to continue to watch and uh, one of the, the indicators that we look for for a recession. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Talks.
Dog of the Week this week uh, comes out of the West Australian. Uh, the Daily Telegraph reported on Wednesday, the 11th of July, there has been an individual, Spanish man, who was fired after um, 10 years of absence from work. Oh. Hey. Problem Ten is, years? yeah. So, <clears throat> this, it's, he, he it's, filed for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wanted to get that vacation paid. Just how bad it's got to be that nobody notices that you're missing for ten years. <laughs> Worse is that he still probably got paid. That was the worst well, yeah. of it. Do you have to pay that back? How uh, does that work? No, yeah. it doesn't look as if he's going to have to. Uh, he was a government worker. <laughs> Uh, director of uh, Valencia's Provincial... Uh, Wait, is he here in the United States? He was the archives director in uh, Valencia's Provincial Government. Basically, he showed up. He was... Um, uh, That's he, sad. Well, sad he would show story. up in the morning oh. and clock in, and he would show back up at 4 o'clock and clock out. And his case, he told people that he just worked away from the office. Uh, he was uh, worked uh, for... I think it was like a historian. What do you put in your annual like review? <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's the problem is after after, after 10, 10 years, years you would this, think. Do, do you do reviews in the government? There were some of the other employees that supposedly had noticed that he wasn't there and tried to, you know, warn his employer. And uh, I guess it fell on, you know, people that didn't deaf care, ears. deaf ears, however you want to say it. Um, wow. And uh, ultimately what wound up happening is uh, – the government stepped in and decided that they would have a tribunal and uh, determine exactly what was going on. He told them that uh, it was justified because he truly was working out of the office. So then they said, uh, okay, we'll produce some of your work. Give us some of that bonus stuff that you got. He you know, couldn't do work. it. Yeah. So then they tried to convict him of a crime, and uh, it turns out that that's not a crime. Yeah. So, uh, no, he didn't have to give Note the money to back. Note He uh <laughs> Didn't have to go to jail. He just don't have a job and probably has a bit of a blemish on his on his record for the last ten years of whatever he did. That's a negative for a future employer, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would think so. I mean, what do you do if you're if you're going through the motions? Eight o'clock, you show up, mm. clock in. You're obviously dressed like looking like you're going to work. Yeah. You go busy yourself with something until four. You show up and you clock back out. What what in the world? I mean, I couldn't imagine. How, How? What do you do with your day? Yeah, I, I can't waste time like that. I, he, at least I don't think I can. Did he turn into a professional bowler? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is your bowling average? Maybe that's what you should have submitted for the work you've been doing. Right. Yeah. Can you? Uh, do you have like a? What do you do all day? Does your spouse wonder why? That's you're what home? I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, yeah. I don't know. It is just the most he got bizarre. paid though. You got paid. No doubt. All right, so uh, there you have it. Hey, uh, Jim, speaking of stories, I did see that um, there was a story out recently that right. uh, tells us that there are some pretty significant changes in long-term care. Yes, indeed. And uh, since you are the only person, the only man, I'll mm. say, mm-hmm. on this radio that show. Has that has a clue. Yeah. I knew where you were going. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, we figured we'd have you on and uh, let you enlighten at least me. Yeah. I don't know that Shauna needs any help. I mean, yeah. she's got all those designations. Oh, well, thank you. Well, so do you. She's got letters after her name almost equal to the numbers in her name, right? It's a lot. It's a lot there. <laughs> you should see her, her uh, business card. It looks like a billboard. There you go. Well, you're right. You're exactly right. There actually had been an article put out 
um, June, June 11th. Sean, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> you got a clue, too. No, not yet. I heard, yeah. I'm working on it. I but, heard him uh, say you were right. Yeah. It must the, be true if he said it because he has a clue. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but the impact of the article, the headline is, Long-Term Care Insurance Isn't Dead. There's a headline for the Wall Street Journal. Okay. Isn't but, dead. Um, well, there have been a lot of uh, companies, and I follow this when I look at, at uh, stocks. I mean, GE is right now suffering from yes. the hangover from long-term care insurance sure they, they wrote when they had more of a financial arm. That's true. Now that they've spun it off, they kept a lot of the liabilities, and, and uh, they aren't doing well. Right. And they're not the only ones, right? There have been a lot of changes, right? So over years and years and years, I mean, the, the long-term care industry by itself is not dramatically exhaustive, right? It's been probably 40, 45 years in terms of the industry as an infant. Now it's gotten to a place where it's gotten legs, it's gotten policies that have been issued. But materially what's shifted and what this article represents is there have been material changes in the types of policies being offered. So back in the 90s when it was the heyday of what we'll call traditional long-term care insurance, uh, there were lots and lots of companies that offered good products and options. Um, <clears throat> and what's the average on these? I mean, as far as the options that they offer, I yeah. mean, long-term care insurance is is what? I, yeah. We ought to flesh that we, out, I guess, We bit. start with the premise that um, the idea is to uh, create a pool of money that is tax-favored and triggered upon an event. So the event could be an illness or an injury. But what the idea is is to use those funds that are accessible, liquid, and tax-favored rather than having to use the portfolio funds. And I know Sean and I have worked through several client situations where you, we try to create a buffer, and that's the whole idea of the long-term care insurance. Um, <clears throat> the policies that have been issued have emerged or grown over time. Today, they have really can be substantial in terms of um, the impact that it has for a client situation. Mm -hmm. And a traditional long-term care policy can be very much customized to a fact pattern. Um, we're finding scenarios where they do still fit, but the article represents that what has emerged in the last 10 or 15 years are what's called hybrid policies. I like the hybrid policies. Hybrid policies do make a whole lot of sense for certain fact patterns. But what we typically end up with when we have a client that approaches Sean or anyone else here, uh, we go through a process where we gather some details and facts, and we'll put both scenarios on a side-by-side -side measure. So we'll look at traditional carriers and traditional policies versus a hybrid Scenario And the hybrid scenarios that we like typically come with some fact pattern that may already be in existence. Um, typically, we talk to clients who have put money into an annuity maybe many, many years ago, and it now has grown to a place where there sometimes can be a taxable issue. So if somebody, say, deposited $100,000 into an annuity 10 years ago and today it might be worth 170 or 175. That scenario creates some kind of a tax issue on what to do with it. And in talking with Sean and other team folks that are here at Hensler, they do a lot of analysis on where to and how to get funds and so on and so forth. And where this scenario can add some value, this hybrid option, is uh, sometimes that annuity doesn't factor into the overall retirement plan. That's a lot of what you guys do a lot of your time, mm -hmm. spend a lot of time and energy on. 
but many times it's sort of languishing into this arena where it'll just continue to grow as an annuity and you don't have a real place to go fit it into a retirement plan. So those are ones that we might look at and say, well, these new hybrid options can present some long-term care benefits to this couple and be able to present them tax-favored distribution of those funds if and when a long-term care event ever occurs for them. And that's probably where we find to be the hybrid option fitting best for some of these scenarios. And then there's other versions like life insurance that create different schedules and different types of benefits that fit to a different uh, client fact pattern. Yeah, and I know – I'm sorry. uh, No, it's fine. I was just going to ask the – you know, you talk about hybrid. It's a hybrid long-term care and – Insurance. So basically instead – and that's – I'm assuming you're talking about. Correct. So basically you buy a pool money. So let's say you buy $300,000 life insurance policy, but you can be used to – It's that's the finite amount of money. Right. You can only withdraw a certain amount per month or day or whatever per diem. And then when it's gone, it's gone. But the good thing is, is that traditional long-term care insurance, you pay all this premium and you may not use it. You know, right. just like your house insurance, it's an insurance. Right. And you pay all this money in and you never use it. So this gives you a pool of money to spend from first if, if you, you do it, if you need it. And whatever's left, either the whole thing or part of it, it goes to a beneficiary if you pass away. Tax-free. Okay. Or in tax-free. tax-free. And in some cases... They have hybrid policies where, and please tell me if I'm wrong or jump in, where you can, both spouses can draw from, you know, if I don't use it, then it can go to my spouse kind of thing. So it obviously has to be written in there. It's a different kind, but. Sure. So it's not just a single named insured, it's. Yes. And we're finding those to be very attractive. In fact, I mentioned before, I have a client who deposited a hundred thousand and the name of an annuitant is that, and that person, well, 10 years later, they get to a place where it's a still husband and wife. They now look at a pool of money of 170000 and they can now deploy that and have coverage for both the husband and the wife uh, to cover long-term care issues if and when they apply. Okay. So, so it's convertible? You can You can also get the option of changing? Well, once you get into that type of policy, um, the factors that are there are, one, it will continue and grow as an annuity. So whatever it was as an annuity will retain as an annuity, but we've now just added some uh, factors that when and if a long-term care event occurs for either one of them or even both, then they do now have access to the long-term care tax-favored treatment to be able to essentially what you're turning that taxable gain as I, the example I gave of 100 to 170 you have 70,000 gain we've now converted that to a tax favored access for long term care coverage all right jim we're going to take a real quick break when we come back we're going to listen to more of your explanation you're listening to money talk stick around Broadcasting from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. That's us, high atop the Hensler Financial Building in Kennesaw. I'm Troy Harmon here with Shauna Theriault and Jim Crone. And Jim, you were pontificating mm-hmm. on 
the benefits of a hybrid <laughs> policy when you left? I, I yeah, got to yeah. tell you that your certified fund specialist was showing. <laughs> I mean, you uh, seem like you're having a great time. Sure. And um, I don't want to stop it, right? I, who don't, would? Who would? Yeah, and, and Sean, while, while we're at it, I got to defend myself for just a second. You said nobody <laughs> has a dial anymore? I mean, you can't say touch that dial. There's like everything's electronic. You, you touch the things from your steering wheel. There's no dials. All right, I'm going to go home and throw my radio away. But I still got it. <laughs> well, the one that goes <laughs> between is, channels? Of is course. That? <laughs> yeah, it's got the little yeah. uh, the analog. <laughs> Feed, you can see thing. it. You got to hold on to the I antenna to make radio. it work. No kidding. I do have that radio in my garage, <laughs> yeah. and I listen to it all the time. Oh yes. I got this radio from my parents when I was about 14 years old. Wow. It was a Christmas present, and that makes it how old again now? Like what 80, brand is that? Years old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's yeah, the they had radios company. back then? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I used gosh. to listen to the fireside chats on that sucker. What? <laughs> Is that, I heard like, Nixon resigned tin, on that baby. Tin foil for a <laughs> antenna? Well, the antenna is broken now that you bring it up. <laughs> I can imagine it's just the broken off metal. Right. Yeah, no, I, it really we is. We have to know the anyway, brand. Uh, I think it is a Panasonic. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They don't make things like they used sure to, I do they? report back, but I think it is a Panasonic. <laughs> Does it have a cassette player? Uh, you that guessed was, it. It really does. It doesn't have an eight track, so it's not quite that's that say, old, That's, that's the new technology. <laughs> Fancy stuff. Yeah. No doubt. I have some tapes I can play on that. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> my favorite. About that? Who's old now? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, you wandered into it. Comes. All right, Jim. Yes. Before we wander any further off of our topic, yes, why don't indeed. we talk about well, talk to our favorite uh, certified funds? There we go. <laughs> I'm going to pull on that question that you asked Troy earlier. You asked about so what is a hybrid? Yeah. And the hybrids, um, we count them in two different categories. There are the life insurance hybrids, which blend. The core policy is a base life insurance policy. Okay. And then it does, as Shauna pointed out earlier, have access to monthly benefits that cover when and if a long-term care benefit occurs. Those actually have been in the market probably 15, 20 years even. The more recent version of hybrids are the annuities. And these have come about by tax law change back in 2010. So they're more recent. Um, and... The, re, the the value that I see in those, I don't know that I would go to a client today and say, boy, this is a terrific option for you to dump a whole bunch of money in today. Let's buy an annuity. Let's buy an annuity. Where it factors into the conversations that we have with clients is when they have existing contracts that have been They have growing. already written. In, yes. yes. And they have embedded a taxable gain. So specifically, we're even more, talking, more specifically talking about non-qualified annuities. And... Um, those are the ones that we find can be presenting some neat and interesting options for uh, repositioning for a husband and wife. Maybe we've done that plenty of times where, you know, that's a pool of funds that may have originally been set up for retirement purposes. But Shauna and her team might have already figured out that their retirement funds can come from different sources. So we got right. to find a new place. For right. What and to if you do. cash it out. Then, then you're you taxed pay a tax, on it. An ordinary income right. in, the day, in the day you do it or the year you do it. Right. So there are some neat twists that, that it were presented when the tax law changed in 2010. Um, but uh, so that is an answer to your question on the types of hybrids that are out there. Okay. So. All righty. I always love when you say neat. Neat? The, you're the only person that really loves insurance that I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only? See? I'm sure yeah, there's at least one other. There's got to be. I don't know that they're listening to us right now. But yeah. Anyone who there's, listens loves it a little neat. bit more than they did about ten minutes ago. He probably has a cassette tape, too. I'm just yeah, saying. might have a they might have an 8-track. I actually have 8-tracks. Do you really? I, they're, I'm holding them for uh, the value, future value. You're just trying to hang on to them. The other half high. of your retirement plan? <laughs> saving the money on the haircuts and the Jim, 8-tracks? Well, I was going to say, he, he only holds them because he reminds him of days when he had hair. Back during those days he had really when his long hair, hair was to braid his shoulders. No. Probably. He looked like Fabio. <laughs> you imagine Jim yeah. looking like Fabio? <laughs> Look at his hair. With the wind blowing in his Oh, yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. It's been a long time. All right. Well, let's uh, move on. I uh, Mm. don't know how much more of that fun I can handle. uh, You need to come every week. You're fun, Jim. Jim is a one-man party. (laughs) (laughs) They don't call me the certified fun specialist for another. (laughs) That's right. I'm telling you. Man, Troy, you're on it today. So Anyone who might have questions for us, believe it or not, we have a good time, but we also uh, can answer a few financial questions for you. Uh, if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 770-429-9166. You can also call our question hotline, 1-855-429-9166. Leave your message, uh, including the question you would like to have us answer. We'll play it on the air and then answer right behind it. Or you can uh, email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, you can also go to our website, Hensler.com, and uh, find lots and lots of awesome information. It's not near as much fun as talking to you. We should post pictures local of Jim with hair. Special. I know they did have <laughs> pictures earlier today. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that would be awesome, no <laughs> doubt. But uh, we do have some questions from... Our listeners, and uh, we'll start right here with Ruth and Jeffrey from Mableton, says uh, we're interested in Fortune Brands Home and Security. It seems like it's gone, it's, uh, has room to grow and decent earnings per share. Our son, however, thinks ADT would be better because it has a lower P.E. ratio and has a higher dividend yield. Uh, which one would you recommend? Well, uh, this brings up several things. Let's talk specifically about these companies uh, Fortune Brands Home and Securities, the ticker is a FBHS. Uh, there's a few things that I always look for in a, in a uh, good investment, obviously. Uh, the valuation, and theoretically the valuation is the current present value of uh, any future cash flows you might receive. Uh, the faster they grow, the more valuable that uh, uh, those those companies are. So I look at earnings growth. Over the past five years, FBHS has grown uh, its earnings by 21.62%. Analysts currently believe that uh, that growth is more in line with about 12.68%. So it's, they're looking for uh, the company to slow in earnings growth. Uh, it does have a dividend. The dividend's not huge, 1.5% yield, covered four times, which is always an awesome thing if you're relying on that dividend. Um, theory would tell us that a company that pays a dividend may not have as many good investment projects uh, available to them internally. So as uh, as these growth companies slow down, you start seeing them pay out more and more dividend. You can look at technology for uh, for a clue there. Uh, you know, for the first 10, 20, 30 years of uh, Microsoft's life, they didn't pay out a dividend. But you can get a dividend from, from Microsoft nowadays because, you know, growth slowing. They've pretty much covered the earth with their uh, software. 
But uh, when I go a little further into this, looking at ADT, um, the company's struggles with earnings. Uh, ADT, uh, unlike um, Fortune Brands, Fortune Brands provides like cabinets and, and uh, plumbing fixtures. There's quite a few brands, uh, even doors for uh, for homes. So they sell quite a few of their products to a company like Home Depot or Lowe's. You could go and look at those two companies and see just kind of how that business has been going lately, give you a good feel for that. ADT, on the other hand, is uh, security and automated solutions for homes as well. So both of them are in kind of relate to the home, but a little bit different businesses. Um, ADT has uh, has not experienced near the, the uh, growth over the past few years. However, it does have a P-E ratio of uh, 21.4, which, believe it or not, I know they said that it was uh, – Lower, but it looks to me like the ratio on FBHS is actually 17.59. So, uh, all things considered, uh, pretty much in every aspect, I prefer uh, Fortune Brands. Uh, and you know that leads me to to the next thing: guidance from uh, management telling us there's probably about 11% growth going forward. Obviously, the analysts believe that management's uh, probably giving us a little bit lowered expectations so that they give a little bit of room so that they can potentially beat earnings going forward. Never know. Um, but uh, all things considered, I kind of like the space that uh, Fortune Brands is in. It's pretty interesting. Back during the early 2000s, maybe mid-2000s, Fortune Brands was a company that of uh, – it, it owned liquors. It was, uh, oh. you know, it was uh, quite, a, quite a change. Um, they sold off Jim Beam and various other uh, – uh, liquor brands, um, you know, I think it was 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it's quite quite a change. You you <laughs> yeah. see a lot of businesses that are these days kind of stepping away from uh, that that um, conglomerate type model where they bolt yeah. on all sorts of businesses because they you know go to one uh, Staying one focused. source. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, you see a lot a lot more of that these days. Guys, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we'll answer more of your questions. Stick around, and yes, Shauna, do not touch that dial. Lamore leads us back in. Popping tags. That was dancing. Thrift shop. Oh, uh, well, I saw That it. was fun. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Fun was had. Um, yeah. uh, there you go. It's certifiable. Jim <laughs> I hereby That's certify. That's not that, yeah, he's more than certifiable. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, well, I guess it's, um, should have said it's certified. Oh, Jim oh saw okay. It. Uh, not that Jim is certifiable. Come on, guys. It's not certifiable, fun. Yeah, certifiable, fun specialist. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, we're gonna, I specialize. He's going to drop that designation if we keep Yeah, there it goes. I'm out. I'm done with he's that. He's out of here. He's not going to renew the payment. All right. Uh, 
Let's uh, get back to a few questions. If you have your own you would like for us to answer, you can call us, 770-429-9166. That, too, by the way, is the number that you can call if you have uh, insurance questions, if you have financial planning questions, We can get Jim on the phone, questions. too. Bingo. Absolutely, yeah. So if you want to get a hold of Shauna or Jim, most people don't like to talk to me much. That's the reason that it's a one-way <laughs> conversation. They let me talk at them and not back. Um, but... Uh, you can get in touch with us in that manner. You can also email us, drgene at hensler.com. So, Larry from Stockbridge says, I'd like to delay taking distributions from my retirement accounts as long as possible uh, so that I don't have to uh, take withdrawals from my 401k at 70 and a half years old. Um, I guess I'm I, that's what he's heard um, if you continue to work. Question is, what constitutes continue to work? I currently receive a pension and draw Social Security, but I still work part-time for my previous employer. Under this scenario, if I continue to work part-time beyond 70 and a half, can I still defer my 401k and IRA withdrawals, or does the continuing to work exception apply only to full-time employment? Shauna. It's a great question. It's a great planning trick, too. It's okay. a great planning technique. Um, so as you alluded to, if you are over age 70 and a half, you have required minimum distributions from retirement accounts. There is that one little continuing to work exception with respect to 401ks. The IRS does not say how many hours a week you have to work. So if you continue to work for the same employer, um, you should be able to delay taking it as long as there was no break in employment, because that could be argued as long as you're still a W-2 employee and you're so not, it, you didn't switch to a 1099 employee or something. It some does kind have of to be the same employer, though. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, for that particular 401k, yes. And as long as you're less than a 5% share owner. Owner. Okay, so, so if you, you more than, so let's say, for example, you're self-employed, you own the company, you, you own more than 5%, you cannot delay taking it at all. Nothing. No. Um, so, you know, but you want to make sure, you know, just if, if you're not sure about it, definitely give us a call and talk about it because it, it could be specific to if something changed with the company or, you know, we'll, we'll want to talk through it. All right. So okay, could Larry? be could be a little different for your specific right. situation. But in general, as long as you stick around mm -hmm. with the same employer, you mm -hmm. can work an hour a week and still be OK. Yeah. All Just right. don't roll over your 401k, though, because sometimes you can do in-service distributions. If you put it in an IRA, all bets are off. Oh, yeah, okay. So leave it as the 401k. Correct. Which you, you have a limited investment choices there, too, so you want to think about that. You know, when I look at a client situation, I try to look at what grows my net worth, not just trying to save taxes. So if you have it in a 401k and there's limited investment choices, you may want to consider that, too. You know, so there's other things sure. to consider in growing your total net worth. Yeah, taxes are just one aspect. So right. I, I, I love that comment. Uh, the overall picture should right. be reviewed. So just because you have to pay a little tax along right. the way doesn't necessarily mean that that's a horrible thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about it with clients all the time in allocation shifts. You make allocation shifts. They have to pay more taxes because the capital gains. And then their Social Security and Medicare premiums go up. But, you know, if we're selling a stock because we want to buy another one, I'm trying to grow overall net worth. You know, yes, your sure. Medicare premiums may go up a little bit. Maybe you have a little bit in tax. But I don't want to hold on to something until it goes down and sell it that defeats the purpose. You know, right. so you're trying to look at where am I growing my net worth? The overall picture. Right. Yeah. Good deal. All right, uh, Jim, it looks like this one might be for you. Alexandria from Marietta says, uh, my mom is considering a living benefit guarantee on her annuity. Can you explain this to me? Oh, boy, here we go. This, um, this is going to be really neat. 
<laughs> nice. Um, I well, wish she said neato. Neato, neato, neato. Yeah. Uh, the foundation of that whole issue of a living benefit guarantee is built on traditionally two different versions of deferred annuities. So you have what's out there called variable annuities, and it's very common to have these kinds of scenarios put with variable annuities. More recently, there have been uh, these kinds of benefit riders added to the index annuities. So the whole idea of an annuity is to allow for funds to grow tax-deferred. That's the big premise of why people are introduced to annuities. And most often, these kinds of riders get added to variable annuities. And I kind of uh, shudder at the premise because the concept of a variable annuity is you're asking for some kind of an instrument, in this case, the variable annuity, to grow money on a tax-deferred basis and you allowing for sub-accounts to drive wherever that growth is going to go. By adding this benefit, it only adds expense in my experience. It at, well, First, it does add expense. But secondly, it works, in my opinion, contrary to what your goal originally was. If your goal was originally to grow the money, but then I want to add this other feature that layers in a guarantee, it's kind of like they kind of counteract each other, right? Mm. So in my opinion, if, you're in, if your focus is income, I believe there are better strategies that focus on delivering income. But um, it's been my experience with some of these kinds of contracts that we've uncovered over the years. You can have fees when you add all things together, the variable account fee, the variable annuity fees, the living benefit rider fees. I saw it as high as 4.45%. Wow. So you got to be very, very this is careful. This an annual fee? Yes. So they're taking... Well, it's actually taken out monthly, but annualized, it's 4 4.5%. Four four yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so a, you really got to start laying down saying, well, where's what am I trying to accomplish? Let's start with that, and then we can figure out what features and benefits might fit best. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, got uh, one more here we go. James from Druid Hill says, I have Capital One in my financial sector holdings. I hear a lot about Wells Fargo and Bank of America, but never a lot about Capital One. Does my broker have me in a subpar bank stock? Um, I would have to say no, not too much. Um, Five-year earnings growth on uh, Capital One financials, less than 4%, about 385. Uh, expected going forward, about 16%. So Capital One is a bit different than Wells Fargo and Bank of America, both of which are uh, true banks. They're big, diversified banks. Wells Fargo has a bit of a focus more on mortgages. Bank of America's got a, a, a pretty big um, trading operation, so they do quite a bit of uh, trading within the market. Capital One, on the other hand, is uh, uh, consumer finance, so it's credit cards. It's, it's uh, lending to the individual consumer. And I will tell you that uh, some of the numbers we've been seeing lately um, – the, the debt to the consumer has been uh, really expanding. Mm, uh, that's not it's a good thing. No, it's usually kind of a late a sign of a late maturing recovery from previous recession, if you want to say kind of inching closer to that next recession, I guess, if you will. Mm. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, I think, um, you know, it, it, if it were me, I wouldn't be a huge fan. I am not a huge fan of Capital One Financial. It uh, doesn't meet our criteria for investment based on financial strength and safety. And, you know, some of the other aspects that I'm looking at, it's got a 1.7 uh, dividend yield covered five times. It's probably a good thing for them. 
you look down in their loan portfolio, they do a pretty good job of uh, reserving against potential loan losses, especially if you look at how their loan losses are today. Uh, but again, you know, when I talk about uh, the, the fact that I see consumer debt expanding, uh, it, that increases risk all along. So, you know, how they manage it is, is obviously of great importance. But uh, I'm going to have to tell you, I think I would rather find something else. In fact, it's not so much a financial, but I'd rather have an American Express, which does have some banking, or even better, Visa, which is a tech stock, believe it or not, because all it does is process those payments that Capital One might be uh, putting on credit cards. Guys, uh it's been a, a load of fun, but Shauna, you're going to tell me that the market is going to do what this week? Go up. Oh, of course. How about that? Jim, <laughs> what do you think? Um, I like hybrid annuities. <laughs> and, and, and the stock market is so just like an also Do you want to yeah, sell all the stocks and buy annuities? Just, just I'm going to focus on fun. You know me. I'm going to say the market's going up. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Money Talks with Troy Harmon. We're out of here. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.